All right, everybody, I need you to help me get started. I want you to put down anything that you have in your hands and start snapping with me like this. Everybody online, you're not snapping yet. Come on, some of you, uncross your arms. This is church. 1988, one of the most iconic songs ever written and recorded. The first acapella song to ever hit number one on the Billboard charts. Bobby McFerrin. Oh, yeah, you know this song. Let me see. Let me see if I can do this. Ready? Come on. Yeah. Don't worry. Yay! You guys are awesome. Yeah, and you are welcome for the song that you won't get out of your head for the next 48 hours. Tomorrow morning, some of you will wake up, and that's the first thing you're going to be thinking about. And you'll be like, why in the world? Oh, it was that pastor. Yep, you're welcome. Don't you wish it were that easy? Don't you wish it was that easy, right? Don't worry, be happy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like, why did that song hit a nerve the way it did? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's a lot of things. Acapella, the whistling and all of that. You know, the Jamaican thing. That's a great, you know, great groove and, and vibe. But yeah, yeah, it seems like we all want that though, right? We all want that. We, we all wish that. Don't worry, be happy. Oh, if it was that easy. And so today, as we've been talking in this series about what it looks like to keep on trucking in your faith journey through the things that often people let stop their faith journey, which you don't have to. Last week, we talked about fear today. We're talking about, you got it, worry. And don't we worry. Yeah, we're just like worry warts kind of a graphic way of putting it. Right? I don't know where that came from. I'm sure somebody does. But yeah, we, we know. We worry about all kinds of stuff. We worry about our families. We worry about our marriages, our spouse. We, we worry about our kids. Oh yeah. Yeah. You ever get to the point where you're not worried about your kids? Nope. We worry about jobs. We worry about money. We worry about our health. We worry about the world around us. We worry about decisions that we make. Did I make the right one? I hope I made the right one. Oh, no, I hope I didn't screw that up. Yeah, worry. And some of you are like, oh, yeah, I, I'd forgotten about that. Thanks. Now I'm worried about that. Right? Thanks for the list. I think we all got our own list. Worry. Every single one of us knows what that is about. But when it comes to worry, it often halts the progress we make. On our faith journey, it often brings our faith journey to a screeching halt. And that's very unfortunate. Here's why. Because it's unnecessary. It doesn't have to be that way. Very much like fear. We talked about fear last week. And worry is a close cousin to fear. Because typically we worry about the things that we experience fear around. But just like we talked about how fear last week, it doesn't have to stop you. We're going to talk about today that worry very much the same. doesn't have to stop you. And what we're going to see is that it's really not about eliminating worry. Like last week we talked about, it's not about eliminating fear. Fear is a normal, natural thing. It's about how do you journey through it? How do you move with it? How do you, how do you make progress in spite of it? And worry is going to be the same thing. Wouldn't it be great if we could eliminate all worry? 
Wouldn't it be fantastic if we could just flip a switch somehow and we're not worried about anything ever again? So today is not about eliminating worry. If you think in any way, shape, or form that there is something that you can do or think or say and that you'll never be worried about anything ever again, you're sadly mistaken or you're just not clued into reality. It's not about eliminating it. It's, It's learning what it means to journey with it and journey through it. And this is so very important. Because in our culture, in our, especially our Christian culture, there is so much guilt and shame and pressure around the topic of worry in the context of the church, in the context of Christianity. So much guilt and shame. Like, oh, I know I shouldn't worry. Pastor, I know I shouldn't worry. I know, I know. I'm, oh, I feel so bad. I feel so guilty. Like, I, I'm just, I can't stop worrying, you know. And we don't want to tell somebody. We want to tell anybody, right? We feel all these kinds of pressure to, you know, just, you know, water off a duck's back. You just, you just go with the flow. No big deal, right? But everybody struggles with worry at some level. And so I hope today to change some of this to change the way we approach it, to change the way we go through it, so that you understand it's, it's not about guilt or shame or pressure. Not from me, not from anybody else, and not even from God himself. Now, think about it like this. The, the human brain is fascinating. It's a fascinating organ. And what the human brain is capable of, by God's design, is absolutely mind-boggling, right? I mean, think about it. Because of the experiences we have in life and because of the experiences we see other people have, our brain catalogs those experiences. And we catalog those experiences in such a way that our brain has the ability to envision a future that has not happened yet and may not happen, at least may not happen the way we are envisioning it. Right? Think about it. Our brain, it's amazing if you think about it. Our brain has the ability to play a movie that has never been filmed. Your brain has the ability to think about what might be, what could be. Hey, heck, you may be, you may be right. Maybe it will be. But it's not just about envisioning the future. We take it one step further. Our brain actually can imagine the scenarios and play it out. Then this is going to happen and then this is going to happen and we can see it. And not only can we see it, we can hear it, right? In our, in our brains, in our minds, we can hear it. And here's the interesting thing. We have a physiological reaction. When our brain does that, it can make your heart rate get a little bit higher, make you break out in a cold sweat. You, you, you get all rumbly inside. You can actually worry yourself to the point of physical sickness. I've done it. Fascinating what the brain can do. And we can imagine good things and we can imagine bad things. And when we imagine good scenarios, we have a word for that. It's called dreaming. And, and when you imagine the bad scenarios that we often, most often do, some of you are like, yeah, that's called reality. See, you're a worrier. Yep, yep, absolutely. It's just something that's just part of being human. It is normal and natural for us, even if you call yourself a Christian, whether you call yourself a follower of Jesus or not, you know what it's like to worry. Now, what we worry about changes with time and changes with age, right? Young people don't worry about the stuff that old people worry about. Old people don't worry about the stuff that young people worry about because you're all past that. 
right? And some things we used to worry about, we don't worry about anymore, and then there'll be new worries. Yeah, it's all, so it does no good to compare. You're worried about that? That's stupid. You're worried about that? That's dumb. Why are you worried about that? That's ridiculous. No, because when you're worried, it's big to you. Whatever you're worried about is big to you. You might be wondering, Pastor, do you struggle with worry? Struggle? Mm -mm. I'm actually really good at it. I don't struggle with worry at all. I, I, I can worry you in the ground, man. I can leave you in, my, in the worry dirt behind me because I, I got this thing. Yes, I know what worry is about. And here's what we know about worry. You know this, I know this, we all know this. So just go ahead and helps to get it on the screen so we can kind of interact with it. Worry is about living in the world of what if because that's, that's the way those sentences start in our brain, in our mind, right? And, and we actually think that way. And not only that, we say that. What if this? What if this? What if this? What if she does? What if she doesn't? What if he's there? What if he's not? What if they show up? What if they never show up? What if I get this lab report back and it comes back this way? What if, what if, what if I get, oh man, what if I get bad news? What if, what if, what if the deal doesn't go through? And what if they don't, what if they don't come through? What if they don't do what they said they're gonna do? And then what if, what if, what if? You've got your own trail, your own train of what-if scenarios. That's what worrying is about. It's about assuming a future that has not happened and may not happen. Not just assuming it, but concluding it. Oh, yeah, I know what it's going to be. It's going to be this, it's going to be that, and what if this, and then. It's like automatic download in your brain. You and I, a lot of us have automatic downloads set up on our phones. It just downloads things on its own, the updates kind of thing. You know, this is what, it just happens. You don't even think about it. Your brain will do that. Worried, do that to you. Your, your brain's just automatically downloading assumed scenarios that have not happened and may never happen. And if you haven't figured this out, Google is not your friend. Google is not your friend, right? Lump in the throat, it's sore. Yep, I've got cancer. <laughs> right? You done it? Why are you laughing at me? You done it, haven't you? And you're like, oh no, that's ridiculous, that's ridiculous. And then the next day, you're thinking about something else and you're Googling something else and because our phones and our computers and everything listens to us, I like that for conspiracy, right? Then, then the next time you go to Google, it just like populates on itself and it's like, oh, how did it know? Maybe God is trying to tell me something. Maybe the Lord. You ever wondered, how did God speak before Google? You know, it's like God's like, I'm so thankful for Google. Now people will listen to me. No, right? We, you got to stop that. You got to watch that. And for some people, it's not Google. It's the news, right? They watch, you got your favorite news channel. Some of you are Fox people. Some of you are CNN people. And then those of you who want the real news, you pay a subscription for this other thing, right? Did you get that? You pay a subscription to hear the real news. Okay, well, they got you. Anyway, <laughs> the stuff that nobody else ain't going to tell you this anywhere else. You know what the news is about? Here's the deal. And, and I know they're doing the best, and, and I, I'm not all against it, but it's, it's not really the news that makes you worry. It's the commentary on the news that makes you worry. Because the news is not mostly about what happens. They tell you what happens, and then for the next hour, they say, now, here's what this means for you, consumer. Here's what this means. Here's what this means. Here's what they're not telling you. Here's what you need to look for next. And then boom, then you're like, oh my gosh, we should dig a hole in the backyard and just crawl in it kind of thing. Yeah, 
You're worried, you're worried, you're worried. And, and the world around us doesn't help. Worry is a brain hog. It just takes over, right, and consumes you. Consumes your time and your energy and your focus, and it's cyclical and progressive. It's a snowball that once it gets rolling, it's very hard to stop. Don't you know it? Worry is an unwise and unproductive use of your amazing imagination. Because really, it doesn't change anything that will or will not happen. It just changes you. Which brings us, really, to a big question. And I know some of you are thinking this, and maybe you're not thinking this because you already assume you know the answer. But didn't worry a sin? I know you're not supposed to worry. Pastor, I know worry is a sin. Worry is sin. I'm going to suggest to you that that's really not even the best question when it comes to worry. It's not even the best way to, to approach it. Very much like fear, like last week. You know, is fear a sin? And yet God makes our, our, our bodies and our human brains with the ability and sometimes with very healthy fears, even to fear God himself. And so obviously, like last week, it's not about it being a sin or not. Same thing with worry. God created our brains in such a way that we can look into the future and forecast things. That's a good thing. It's called planning ahead. It's that foreign thing that some of you, you really need to learn how to do. Right? And for others of you, you're, you spend too much time planning ahead. You don't even, you don't even live in the moment. Right? And, and so you can have you know, one extreme or the other, but our brain has the ability. It's actually a good thing to know how to plan ahead. But when you're worrying, you take it too far and you're assuming scenarios that have never happened yet and may never happen yet. So it's worry is sin. Because it's very normal for us to think ahead and wonder, by God's design, we just take it too far. I'll just say this. God's not mad at you for worrying. God's not upset at you for worrying. God doesn't go, oh, gone it, those kids. They're so worried. I'm so ticked off. They're worried. I can't work in the world because they're worried. I can't do this in their life because they're worried. They're just so human. No, no, that's not about that at all. Let me tell you why God wants us to learn how to deal with worry better. Let me, let me tell you what, what the deal is with worry. It's the same thing with fear. Worry doesn't hurt God. God's fine. Worry hurts us. And because worry hurts us, God wants us to learn how to better deal with it. Because worry gets in our way. Our loving Heavenly Father wants us to get to a place where it doesn't stop us and bring us to a halt. Yeah, we, we want to know, is this sin? Is that a sin? Is this sin? By the way, time out real quick, a uh, little advertisement. Later on in the spring, we're going to do a whole series on sin. We need, we need to see it differently. We need to see it better. We need to see it more realistically than what it is. And so this, if you're constantly one of those people who's like, is that a sin? Is that a sin? Is that a sin? Uh, this is a much better way to think. And when it comes to worry, it's about not allowing it to paralyze you. Just like Fear. Having fear and living in fear are two different things. Having fear is normal. Living in fear, that's a choice. Having worry and living in a constant state of worry, two different things. Having worry, well, that's part of being human. Living in constant worry, that is optional. We have an opportunity to do something better. So the next few minutes, let me just kind of bring this to a, a point. I think we can do something with it. At least it helps me this way. In Jesus' most famous sermon, the Sermon on the Mount, and, and we call it the most famous sermon because we have more of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount recorded than any other, 
of his other sermons. And I, I don't know if it was the most famous one in his day, you know, but it's the most famous one because we have all of this, Matthew chapter five, six, seven, and, and so on. This, this one massive sermon, we call it. But in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus asked a very thought-provoking question about worry, and this is what he said. Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? It's a rhetorical question, which means you know the answer to it. Can, and so I, I need you to answer this. Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? No. In other words, can any time you're worrying, does it actually help <laughs> in any way at all to worry? No, no, it, it's actually not helpful at all. It really doesn't change what's going to happen. It only changes and affects me and you. And, and later on in the same sermon, Jesus concludes this about worry. He says, so don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about tomorrow. That's why someone says, Jesus said, don't, so that's a sin. No, <laughs> no, keep reading. For tomorrow will bring its own worries. <laughs> Think about that. Today's trouble is enough for today. You find that fascinating. Jesus is like, okay, you're worrying about the wrong thing. You're worried about tomorrow. You may never see tomorrow. You need to concern yourself with today. You need to concern yourself with what's in front of you. You need to focus on your next steps. Don't get lost and get sucked down the rabbit hole, the wormhole of what if, what if, what if, what if, what if, and then that, then that, then that, because that may never get here. You may die. And then you've worried for nothing. Doesn't that make you feel better? <laughs> Jesus is like, so don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. And when tomorrow becomes today, there'll be a lot to be concerned yourself with then. So what, what I want you to do is focus on today. 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 Same sermon. A little bit later on in the sermon, I'm doing, this is a powerful sermon. Jesus is talking about prayer and the kinds of things we should pray for. And he gets to the part where we call it the Lord's Prayer. And, and really it wasn't Jesus praying. We just call it the Lord's Prayer because the Lord taught us that this is a great way to pray. Not to just say the words over and over and over again and just repeat them over and over again, even though there's nothing wrong with praying this prayer. It actually teaches us the kinds of things to pray for. So you, you know it. And tucked into this Lord's Prayer is something that helps us address Worry is very much what Jesus has already said. You know, a father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Now, there's absolutely nothing wrong with praying about what's coming up tomorrow or next week or next month or next year. But your primary focus of your prayer, Jesus said, you need to be focused on today. Lord, help me today with what I'm focused on today. Help me today with what I need today. Today, give us this day. And it's not just about bread. Bread is an analogy for our needs, the things we need. And sometimes it is bread, sustenance. Our needs are much broader than just bread, though. Jesus is like, I want you to focus on today. Faith, trust, follow me today. Day by day by day, moment by moment by moment. Don't allow yourself to worry about what hadn't happened yet. Today is all you can handle. In the New Testament, a little bit later on, a, a few decades later, Paul is writing to the Christians in the first church in the city of Philippi, and he says something about worry. One of, the, one of the most commonly quoted parts of the New Testament when it comes to worry, and this is the part that when people say this, if they don't see the context of it, they're like, see, see, it's a sand, it's a sand, it's a sand. Okay, 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 okay. Watch. 
Don't worry about anything. Now, I, I probably should have just not put anything else on there so that you wouldn't read ahead, so just stop, okay? Don't worry about anything. Has anybody ever been able to do that? I would say I have evidence in the New Testament where Paul was not even able to not worry about anything, like anything, like anything at all. In this next statement, instead, pray about everything. Everything? Everything leaves out nothing. Everything? I mean, would you, how, how can you pray about everything? I mean, there's, I'm, I'm going to forget something. I mean, I've, I've got to go to work. I mean, pray about everything, like everything. Like, do I use the big spoon or a little spoon? Which one is that? Is the little spoon? Right, right. The, you know, gray socks, black socks, black socks. Lord, help me to know which color of socks to put me under. No one else will see these socks but me today. Lord, is that what he's saying? No. No. He's saying, whatever you find yourself worried about, let that be a trigger. Pray about that thing. Whatever you worry about, let that be a trigger to pray about the very thing that you worry about. And then he goes on to kind of debrief it. He says, tell God what you need. Tell him what's concerning you. And then thank him for all he's done. Gratitude is huge here. And here's why. Because when you realize all the things God has already brought you through, <clears throat> all the things you used to worry about, and at one time you were so worried about, I will never make it, I will never survive, we will never see the light of day, I'll, I'll never, and yeah, and look, here you are, and God brought you through all of that, all that stuff you were so worried about. He said, that's why gratitude is so important. Going back and counting your blessings, going back and saying, God, God was with me here, God was with me here, God was with me then, way back then. So now, God, I'm worried about this right now. And Lord, okay, I, I don't wanna be paralyzed by this worry. I'm, I'm just so grateful for all the things that you've done for me up to this point, and I assume I'm just gonna trust you that you're gonna to continue to do the same with this situation. Watch what happens when you do this. Then you will experience God's peace. You're like, okay, well, I don't, that doesn't sound all that great. Well, it actually exceeds anything we can understand. So I, I don't, I'm not surprised that that doesn't sound that great to you because you can't understand how great it is until you experience it. You can't understand how much you need it until you experience it. And then his peace, what happened? It'll, it'll stand guard over your heart and your mind. As you live, as you keep on trucking, as you live in Christ Jesus, as you put one foot in front of the other, every time you find yourself worried, let it be a trigger to pray about those things and just say, God, you, you've got to help me with this. You've got to help me with this. You've helped me with all these things in the past that I just knew were going to take me out, that I knew I wouldn't survive, and yet here I am. And so, God, there's no reason to think you won't continue to do the same. That's been your promise. And so, God, protect my heart and mind from the ravages of worry and help me to learn to trust you and keep on trucking. Okay, one more, I gotta show you this, it's huge. Peter, Jesus is one of Jesus' closest followers, wrote something that is so colorful, so vivid. And to me, it's so helpful. It's what Peter said about worry. Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares to you. Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares for you. Like, like the assumption is you're gonna have them, right? Give all, he didn't say, okay, all of you worry, shame on you. Now, all of you have all your worries, take them to God. Now, this word give is a very interesting word. It can be translated give because that's what it means. But the Greek language in many ways is a very more, it's a more colorful language than the English language is. And 
and it has different nuances to it. And, and this Greek word that's translated give here can also be translated in the NIV. We see it translated cast. It's a little bit more graphic, right? Give, here you go, or cast, there you go. See the difference? That, that, that's what this given, I mean, and, and as a fisherman, you know, when I think cast, you know, I'm thinking about slinging something out there. I mean, here we go. You can have it. That helps me. That's what we're supposed to do. I've got these worries. I don't need to be sidelined by these worries. I don't need to be paralyzed by these worries. My faith journey does not need to be brought to a screeching halt by all these worries. I need to keep on trucking. So in order to keep on trucking, here, you offload on Jesus what your brain automatically downloaded. You unload on him what you automatically downloaded. Just say, I can't handle this. I can't take this. This may not even happen. So God here, you got to help me with this today. And, and let me just tell you, from personal experience, this helps, but I have to do this often. And the more worried I am about something, the more often I have to unload it and offload it and cast it. God, you got to, and sometimes multiple times and throughout the day, I'm like, I, here I go again. I'm sucked down the wormhole, the, the, you know, the rabbit hole. Here I go. Oh, you know, God, I got to stop this. Okay, God, this may not even happen. Lord, you got this and you got me. I, I don't, and I don't know how this hits you, but I got a feeling you need this. Heard it said recently this way, and I think it's a beautiful way for us to kind of bring this to a, a point where we can actually do something with it is that if worry is living into the world of what if, what we need to do, what we've just read the scriptures teaching us about is getting to a point where we go from what if to even if. What if, worry. Even if, that's trust. What if, worry. Even if, that's where faith and believing and trusting comes in. So even if what I'm worried about happens, and even if what I'm worried about happens and it's worse than I feared, then I was worried that it would be, because that could happen. Even if my worries come true, God, you got me. You got me. And I'm going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Even if, now that's hard, guys. I mean, it's re really easy to do on little things. It's very easy to do on little things, right? I, I, I'm just really concerned that I burned the chicken nuggets and the kids aren't going to have anything to eat. Okay. Third world country, maybe. Not, 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 not a big deal for us here in America. I'm so, I'm so worried that when I get the lab results back, it's not going to be good. It's got a feeling. Just got a feeling. Just got a feeling. I, I'm so worried. I'm just so worried that I'm just not going to be able to make ends meet. I'm just so worried that marriage is not going to heal. He's not going to be willing to change. She's not going to be. She's not going to go to counseling with me. I'm, I'm just, just so worried. They're not going to come home. I'm, I'm so worried. You got your own scenario. No need to compare to other people's stuff. It's big to you. 
But to sit in that space and go, okay, Lord, I can't handle this. I can't do this. I can't deal with this. This may not even happen. I cannot live in this dreamed up, feared up, nightmared up reality. So you got to take this. And even if it does happen, Lord, I trust you that you've got me and it's going to be okay. Now, waiting makes that hard. <laughs> makes it harder, right? When you're waiting and some of you are waiting, oh, it's hard when you wait. You're having to wait on life to happen, right? You just hate when you have to wait on life. You know, let's just wait and see what happens. Let's wait and see what happens. Oh, I hate that. And I really hate it when you have to wait on other people. You're waiting on other people to make a decision. Have you figured out that everybody else is slow? <laughs> everybody else is slow. When you're waiting on other people to do what they need to do or, or make a decision or, yeah, that's so hard. Because ultimately, when, when it all comes down to it, who you're waiting on is God. Who, can, who is in control of all things. It makes it very challenging. And yet, even if it's still possible by God's grace and his strength. Corrie ten Boom, I love her writings. Maybe you've heard her name. Died a few decades ago. Her and her family were very instrumental in helping many Jewish families escape Nazi persecution. Corrie ten Boom writes, never be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God. Isn't that beautiful? Ne never be afraid to trust an unknown future. Cast. God, you got to take this. you got to have this. I can't handle this. I can't carry this. You weren't meant to carry what hasn't happened yet. Never, never be afraid to say, God, you got this. And even if, even if you got me, no matter what. Now, the good news is, even though it's not easy to do this, the good news is, is that the more you do it, the better you get at it, right? The more you do this, the better you get at doing it. So, what are you worried about? What do you need to move from what if to even if concerning? What is it in your life that you need to stare in the face and go, even if this happens, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm done trying to figure out what if, what if, what if, what if. I'm just wasting so much time and energy. I just need to, to just come to the point where I'm just like, God, even if this happens, all right, I need to move past this. I need to get something done. I need to live my life. I need to keep on trucking. So even if, even if this happens, God, by your grace, it's going to be okay. You got me and I can trust you. You might have to say it to yourself, literally. You may have to talk to yourself and go, okay, even if, even if, even if, even if this meeting goes really bad, it's going to be okay. Even if, even if this doctor's appointment does not go well, it's going to be okay. Even if, when I open up this email and I open up this email and I answer this call, no, it's, it's, it's okay. Even if this, does, this conversation goes badly, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. God, you got me. You got to handle this. God, I can't, I can't handle this. And just cast it on him. Cast it on him. His shoulders are big enough to carry all the things that your shoulders were never meant to carry. And you may have to help each other, lovingly remind each other, hey, listen, I'm worried about it too. I understand why you're worried. But remember, even if, hey, listen, it probably won't happen. And it probably won't happen. If it does happen, it won't be what you're thinking. 
But even if it does happen, and even if it's worse than you're fearing and worried about it, even if, God's got us. He's got us. So that's why we can keep on trucking through worry. We can keep on trucking. That's why that no matter what we're facing or what we're fearing or what we're worried about, we can get up every day, feet to the floor, go to work, put one foot in front of the other, keep loving, keep giving, keep serving, keep making decisions. Keep doing the next right thing. Keep living. Keep moving forward in faith, which means in trust. And every time the what ifs creep up, because they're going to, you're human, you're human. Let that be a trigger. Let that be a trigger to cast that on your heavenly father and choose an even if perspective instead. Let me pray for us. The Lord would help us do this. Our Father, boy, do we need this. Do I need this. Father, thank you for not putting guilt and shame and pressure on us to be less than the human beings that we are. Thank you for inviting us into something better when we experience worry. And that is trusting you. That you're not mad at us, you're not upset at us, you just don't want us to hurt unnecessarily and be paralyzed unnecessarily and for our faith journey to come to a screeching halt unnecessarily. You have something so much better and it's when we learn to cast it on you. You invite us to come to you and leave it with you. You can carry the things we were never meant to carry. Lord, help me in the things that I worry about. And you know what they are. And you know how, how good I am at worrying. Lord, help me to have the mind, the strength, and the grace to choose a what if and even if perspective. To choose to take my what ifs and shift them. Even if it happens, all, if even if all the what ifs happen, you got me. Now, it's easier to say it and pray about it than it is to do it. But Lord, I'm so grateful for all the things that you've brought me through, that you've brought my friends through, all the things that you've carried them through up to this point. There's no reason to think you're not going to continue to do the very same thing, even if. Lord, we trust you. In Jesus' name, amen.